Good to see you this morning. Uh, about uh, three weeks ago, we started a new study and called it uh, Destinations, okay? And there's this underlying principle that we just, we we're mentioning every week, okay? It's the principle of the path. Now, you know this. You know this principle. You say, oh, well, everybody knows that. But it's the reality of doing it in our life. But the principle of the path is this, that the, your direction determines your destination, okay? The path that you're on right now, the path that you choose today, determines what you will experience tomorrow and in the future and for the rest of your life. Now, it impacts, today impacts the future. Now, there's a big problem with that in that we can't see into the future, can we? Now, see, I love, I have a lot of brilliant ideas. And I, okay, uh, I have to, I, I have come up with a solution to that problem that we can't see into the future. Now, I am going to need some help in this, okay? I'm going to design an app, and I need some geniuses who will help me. And looking out today, I see that there are quite a few here. All right, I need a researcher. Does anybody want to join this project? Because it's going to make a billion dollars easily, okay, in, in the first week. I need a researcher, all right? And this researcher will simply uh, record every decision that every person who has ever lived made, okay? So it'll take them a couple days, all right? Then I need a computer data specialist who will take all those decisions and we'll input them into the giant database, all right? Maybe one of you would like to volunteer for this. I'll meet you right up front after church. I need a brilliant mathematician. I need a brilliant mathematician to take the hundreds of trillions of decisions made by humans throughout all time and the outcomes that that produced and then assign mathematical uh, 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 processes or probabilities for anyone who wants to know that for the future. And then the fourth person I need is a, is a, a marketer, a genius marketer who can entice the 8 billion people who live on the face of the planet right now to purchase that app so that I can be a billionaire and anybody else who joins me. Okay, voila, problem solved. Now we can see into the future. That's all we need, right? So, that would solve the problem. Well, we're going to talk about the day, today. The path that we're on today is going to take us to the place that we'll be tomorrow. Now, we know that when we get in the car. And we follow it, okay? But we, when we get into a relationship with the wrong person, suddenly we go brain dead. We think the principle of path doesn't apply anymore. There's this huge disconnect in our life. In the fifth grade, I, I, found, I, uh, I fell madly in love with Margarita. She was the wildest girl in Berlin Moran Elementary School. And I went brain dead. I loved her for probably two days or more. I don't know. But I finally woke up, and I'm glad that God took me off that path quickly, okay? Why? Because what we do today 
in our relationships affect them forever? What we do today affects our family. What we do today is going to affect our marriage. It's going to affect our finances. It's going to affect our job. And see, we have this uh, idea that um, being a good person will make it all work out right, no matter what path we're on. We have this idea that if we have good intentions, that if we're sincere, then everything will be okay. It'll all work out. And you used the example last week, you know, you can plan a wonderful day at Siesta Beach with your family. You can pack everything that you need. You can just build up the excitement and, oh, you're just excited. You can pray for safe travel all the way to Siesta. But if you go east instead of west, you're not going to get there. You're going to get in Arcadia and the beach there stinks. Last week, we looked at Proverbs 27, 12. We just want to review it. I asked if you'd memorize it. Proverbs 27, 12. Okay, all of you, say it. Is it up there already? Oh, I was going to have you say it. I was going to find out how many. I'm sure you all did. Let's read it together, okay? The wise see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and... Oh, friend, you ought to memorize that verse. You ought to say it every day. You know why you should memorize it? You should say it so you can pray it. So when you're on the, the verge of the wrong path, God will just remind you. Because he doesn't want you suffering. He offers refuge. The path you take today affects your future. The path you take when you're in your 20s affects you when you're in your 70s. And see, ignoring this principle, the principle of the path, it's disastrous. It's disastrous for your family. Uh, if you were raised in a family that had major problems, statistics show that most people will bring those problems into their, the family they established and re, re, uh, reproduce it as much as they hated it. Ignoring the principle of the path is disastrous for our finances. The way you do your finances today is going to affect you for the rest of your life. It will affect your faith. If you want to get closer and closer to God and be in the center of His will today, you will. But if not, if you say, well, I don't you know, really want to get too close uh, right now to the Lord, you know what? You're, you're getting further and further away. Let's go back to that uh, ridiculous illustration that if those four geniuses could design that app that shows you, it's on your phone, showed you the outcome for every choice that you will make, would that solve the problem? No. Know why? Because we don't do what we know is right all the time. Let me give you some proof. You go to your dentist. They scrape. They drill. They shame you. And you are saying, okay, 
okay, I'm going to brush every day, twice a day. After every bite, I'm going to brush. I'm going to floss religiously. Do we? Do we? You go to your doctor, you have to step on the scale. He points to the spare tire. Yes, doc. Okay, yeah, I know. I'm going to diet. I'm going to exercise every day. Do we? We go to a financial planner. You even have to pay those guys. Do you do what they tell you to do? How many of you know someone who's very smart, who's done things that are really dumb? For how many of you that person is you? <laughs> it is. We don't take wrong paths. We don't get on wrong paths because of a lack of intelligence. We don't get on wrong paths because of a lack of information. We just tell ourselves, oh, it won't, really won't hurt me. It, it, it'll work out. And friend, God loves you so much. Well, we were singing about the love of God. Thank you, Nate and Megan, the love of God. It is just God loves us more than you can imagine. And you know what? God loves you so much, he hates it when you're on the wrong path. He doesn't hate you. He just hates the path you're on. Because he knows the suffering that it'll bring. He, he hates the path when we get on the wrong path, just like you would hate to see your toddler playing in the street. Just, just so as much as you would hate to see your teenager running with the wrong crowd or taking drugs. It, just as much as you would hate to see uh, some other people that you just really care about carrying on affairs. That's how God hates the path. And you see, God has given us his word to protect us. Now, we're looking primarily in this study, and we're going to go now to some other verses in Proverbs. It's written by Solomon, okay? Now, Solomon wrote three books, okay? He wrote Ecclesiastes. Now, I just want to say, you should not read Ecclesiastes until you realize that it was written by a man who was backsliding. And you shouldn't read it unless you're going to read it all the way through and make sure you come to the last chapter and find out why and how. Now, Solomon also wrote the book of Sol uh, Song of Solomon. You shouldn't read that before you get married. Uh, really, uh, just, I just have to uh, let you know about that, okay? It's, it paints a, a graphic picture of the joy of a sexual relationship between a man and a wife committed to each other. And it, there's racy stuff in there, I tell you. In Solomon's day, the teenagers snuck into the temple to read that in the scrolls. They didn't have Bibles, you know, they snuck into the temple and read it at night, okay? Just, you probably didn't know that, all right. I'm sorry, I digress. Uh, <laughs> Solomon wrote Proverbs, okay? It's called the Book of Wisdom. God gave Solomon massive knowledge. Knowledge it would have been impossible for him to realize, to know, to understand uh, in uh, 3,000 years ago without discoveries and so forth. He had massive knowledge in science, biology, astronomy, math, business, people going back and saying, oh, 
Oh, we just discovered that. No, he wrote it 3,000 years ago because God revealed it to him. And he gives us wisdom, especially in the three areas of our life, biology, science, math, they're good, they're important, but especially in the three areas of our life, faith, family, finances. Now, why did God do this? Why did did God make Solomon uh, so, so wise? And why did he reveal all these things to him? Solomon's father was King David. King David ruled the most powerful and prosperous empire in the world in his day, 1000 B.C. When David died, Solomon became king. So Solomon is now the the king of this massive empire. How old was Solomon? 17. He was a junior in high school. How many of you would like a junior in high school to become president of the United States? Okay, we have two 13-year-olds and a 14-year-old back there that do. I think you're overruled, okay? God appeared to Solomon. He said, Solomon, you've got a big job ahead of you. I'm going to grant one request of yours. Whatever you ask, I'm going to give it to you. First Kings chapter 3 tells us all about that. This is what Solomon asked for. Lord God, I'm your servant. And you made me king in my father's place. But I am very young and I know so little about being a leader. And now I must rule your chosen people, even though there are too many of them to count. Please. Make me wise. Teach me the difference between what? Right and wrong. The right path, the wrong path. Then I'll know how to rule your people. God, if you don't do that, there's no way I could rule this great nation of yours. God said, Solomon, I'm pleased that you've asked for this. You could have, had, you could have asked to live a long time or to be rich. Or you could have asked for me to destroy your enemies. Instead, you, Solomon, asked for wisdom to make right decisions. So, because you did that, I will make you wiser than anyone who has ever lived or ever will live. When you get on 75... You can see on a map or you can see on your GPS exactly where it's going to take you, but life is not like that. You can't see where the path you're on will ultimately take you. We can't see the future. So, what path do wise people choose? Proverbs chapter 3, our main text for today. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Other verses, oh, you should, you should memorize these. It'll change your life. It'll change your eternal life. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, the wisest man who ever lived or ever will live tells us how we can make decisions about a future that we can't foresee or know. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means trust God. 
That means, okay, I can't see where I'm going. I can't see where this goes. I can't see where my life will take me. I don't know what will happen tomorrow, much less <coughs> 30 years from now. Trust God. Trust God with all your heart. That means to trust Him totally. That means to trust Him in every area of your life. Friend, you have intelligence. You have plenty of information. But you don't have enough intelligence or information to know their future. There are a lot of things you don't know, you can't know. You don't know where the stock market's going. You don't know where your job is going. You don't know what North Korea is going to do. Okay, if there are things that you can't know, who are you going to trust? You can trust your creator. You can trust the one who knows all. You can trust the way. You can trust the truth. You can trust the life. God made Solomon wiser than anyone who has ever lived or ever will live. So, let's get back. So that means, okay, now Solomon was wiser than anyone who ever lived, ever will live. So that means Solomon never went down the wrong path, right? Because he had all the right information. He had the right intelligence, right? So he never went on the wrong path. No. He was the wisest human, but he was human, like you. Solomon was wise enough to know that he should always obey God. Did he? Is, is knowing that we should always obey God, is that, will that keep us from ever disobeying him? No. He disobeyed God too, like us. Being the smartest guy who ever lived didn't stop Solomon from the sins that led to terrible suffering. And friend, being smart won't stop you or me either. That's why the next phrase is, and lean not on your own understanding. Solomon was a lot like us. He thought he was right about everything. God made Solomon not only smart, but he also made him powerful. He also made him prosperous. And unfortunately, tragically, <laughs> Solomon became puffed up with pride. And that led him down a path of his own understanding, of believing that he knew what was best, of believing that, okay, even his way was even better than God's way. What God told him to do or revealed to him. He was leaning on his own understanding. And friend, that we all do that. We all lean on our own understanding here on earth. We think our way's best. And that's why God told Solomon to write this down. For you, for me. Don't make the terrible, tragic mistake of leaning on your finite understanding, your limited understanding, your sin-tainted understanding. It'll lead you down a path of suffering consequences you don't want to suffer and that you don't want those you love to suffer as well. Don't lean on your own understanding. A few years ago, uh, Roger Eels took uh, some of us to, on a mission trip uh, to Hungary, to this small village in Hungary, uh, to Polsa. And there we uh, did a, an English camp and had the privilege of sharing the, 
the, the, the gospel, the truth of God's word to people who lived under a communist regime, didn't know anything about the Bible. It, it was amazing. In Hungary, uh, the Frailings uh, who went with us, they have uh, Hungarian friends who live here in Sarasota. And uh, they found out we were going, so they said, hey, you know, uh, Hungary, where you are, uh, it's not far to some really amazing cities, Prague and Vienna. He said, we've got a car there. Take our car, and go, you ought to go to those places. So the four of us did, uh, Ken and Diane and Don and I, and we all four had jobs. Uh, Ken was the driver, and I was the navigator, and Donna and Diane's job was to pray, okay? <laughs> and uh, I have a fairly good sense of direction, okay? And I rarely get lost here in the United States, so <laughs> driving in Europe has got to be a piece of cake, okay? You know, despite the fact that the signs are in a foreign language that I don't know, and the streets, they don't go north, south, east, and west like they do here in Florida. They, they uh, follow horse paths, you know, horse carriage. So they're very, very narrow, or they follow rivers or hills or something like that. So there's no, you know, you can't figure it out yourself, okay? Well, anyway, I was the navigator, and first place we went to was Prague. And I got us to downtown Prague, city center at rush hour. <laughs> no problems, no wrong turns. I mean, we just zip right in there. Oh, yes. So uh, the next place, next we went to Vienna. And so I have to admit that I was a little bit puffed up with pride. Uh, our GPS didn't work because uh, we were too cheap to buy the, the uh, foreign version or whatever we had to do. So all we had was this tiny, I mean tiny, little map okay we're going to show that picture of that map okay now this is vienna now but th these aren't all the streets in vienna these are just the major ones okay and you see they don't go north south east or west and they kind of all revolve around this the, uh, the loop is is what it's called and so we're going to vienna and again it's uh, <laughs> rush hour Okay, and the names of the streets were so long that you can't even read it before you're past it. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. And, and this map, there are all these streets. It doesn't tell you which ones turn left or one way. Okay, you don't know which ones are one way till you get there. Okay, so I am looking at this map and looking at the streets and doing like this. And I said, uh, Ken, I think you turned left here at the next one. And he zipped in right away. And here comes a car going 40 or 50 miles an hour. You've seen the movie where the guy slaps it into reverse and screeches tires? I didn't believe that was possible, but it was. Or I wouldn't be telling you this story here today. And, oh, man, we were just hopelessly lost. And so then Diane said, okay, Ron, it's too much for you to look at the map and look at the streets. Give me the map. She says, I am going to bury my head in the map. I will not look up. I will not lose my place. I will look here. I will get this close. And she said, and then I'll sh shout out the stuff, and you look at the streets, and can you make the turns and so forth. And so that's what we did. And it worked because she buried her head in the map. Friend, that's a pretty good principle to follow if you're if you want the best for your future, you ought to bury your head not in the sand, but you ought to bury it in the map. 
of your creator, of the sovereign of the universe, of the sovereign of the future. Because he's got great things planned for you. Don't lean on your own understanding. Because <laughs> you don't know. Because you're going to get in trouble. Because you're going to hurt others in the process. Don't look around and do what everybody else is doing. Uh, unfortunately, that's our, our, our view. That's what we do. We look and see what they're wearing, we wear that. We look and see what they're uh, watching on TV, we watch that. Don't look around at the world. Don't, look, don't listen to what everyone tells you because they'll, they'll tell you that God's way doesn't work in the real world, which I find so fascinating that we tell the creator of the world that he doesn't know how his, his creation works. He's the creator. We lean on our understanding. Before we had children, I was sure I was going to be the world's best father. I bought myself one of those shirts, world's best dad, because, you know, I just figured it was for me, okay? And I thought, hey, I was a kid, so I know how to handle kids, right? That's kind of like saying, you know, well, I watched this YouTube on brain surgery, so now I'm, now I'm qualified to do brain surgery, right? hey, I'm great at my job. Well, if I'm great at my job, that means I'm great at life, and that every decision I make is going to be the right one. Whatever I want to do is going to be good for me. Friend, we trust in our own understanding. We do. And friend, a high IQ, the best education, a tremendous amount of success, none of those are safeguards against stupid decisions. Because there are things we can't know. In fact, very intelligent people can make some of the dumbest decisions of all. Because maybe then you're more tempted to lean on your own understanding. It's the wisest person who ever lived. And experienced the suffering that this brought. Said, trust in the Lord in every area of your life. And do not lean on your own understanding. So, friend, I, we can't produce that app that tells you what will be the outcome of every choice or every decision that you make. So, how do you get on and stay on the right path? Total trust in the love of an all-loving God Total trust in the wisdom of an all-knowing God. He wants you on the right path. Second, total submission to the will of God. We're wise when we obey the Lord in all our ways. So here's the principle. In all your ways, submit to Him. And friend, that, doesn't, that means not just spiritual ways. You see, we can make this, say, well, you know, uh, I, I'm a Christian, or I, I go to a Christian church, or, you know, I have a copy of the Bible, or something, you know, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm there, all right? No, that's not submission to the Lord in all your ways. That's not living that out. In all your ways, submit to him. Not just spiritual ways, job ways 
career ways, marriage ways, parenting ways, financial ways, all your ways. That's the principle. Here's the promise. And then he will make your paths straight. All right? That doesn't mean straight and, oh man, uh, never any turns, never any problems, never any crisis, never meeting someone going down a one-way street the wrong way, okay? You'll make your path straight. Straight to what? Straight to Him. Straight to life everlasting. He'll make your ways straight. He'll make your way clear. You'll know which path to take. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. A lot of you have memorized uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Be sure you memorize verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you know the future. You don't. Don't think you're right about everything. You aren't. Don't think you know better than God. You don't. At 17, Solomon realized he totally needed God. But as he became successful, as he became powerful, as he became prosperous, he started leaning on his own understanding. He started trusting God. He stopped trusting God to give him wisdom. He had this huge responsibility to protect Israel from all the foreign enemy nations around him. Did he do it God's way? No, here's what he did. He decided, hmm, you know what? If I make alliances with those heathen kings, and then they won't attack me. If I marry their daughter, then they won't attack me because we'll make an alliance. Solomon ended up with 300 wives. Now, that's the way it was done in that day, that they made alliances by marrying daughters and so but he married, he had 300 wives. Now, how many of you think that's a good plan? <laughs> the same three that wanted a 17-year-old uh, president. 300 wives. What could possibly go wrong with a plan like that? Here's Solomon with an IQ of 170,000. Choosing the wrong path. Down a path that destroyed his empire, his family, his health, and all the great things that God had for him. Friend, you need God. You need much more than common sense. You need a crucified Savior. There's no... Uh, Knowledge, uh, there's no Bible knowledge test to get into heaven. It's what I know about the Bible. No. You need to know the Savior that's all about. Crucified in your place. So you don't have to experience an eternal death for your sins. You need much more than intelligence. You're intelligent people. You have a lot of information, friend. You and I need more than intelligence and information. We need to trust our Heavenly Father. Solomon started leaning on his own understanding. He suffered things you don't want to suffer. His own sons killing each other. Pride will derail us from wise decisions. Intelligence is good, but it's not enough. You need God. 
in just a few areas of your life? No, in every area of your life. And when we don't listen to God in our relationships, those results are disastrous. When we don't listen to God in our family, the results are disastrous. When we don't listen to God in our career, the results are disastrous. When we don't listen to God in our finances, the results are disastrous. When we depend on ourselves, we make unwise decisions. Trust the God who is all-loving. God only has your best interests at heart. Trust the God who's all-loving. Trust the God who's all-knowing. Things you don't know, can't know, he knows. Trust the God who's all-powerful, who can, has the power to work all things together for good to those who love God and who live according to his purpose. Isn't it a lot smarter to get wisdom from God about your future than your own, about your family, about every area of your life? Now, let's just point out one more human frailty. We're all afraid <laughs> to totally trust God. We're afraid to give up total control to anyone, even to God. But God's the only one you can trust to bring out absolutely the best for you. We're afraid. That's why God asks us to meet together to encourage each other. That's why God asks us to pray together. That's why God asks us to live this Christian life together, to follow together, encouraging one another in this Christian walk, this path that we're on. And when we step outside of that, when we step outside of the body of Christ, we're weakening ourselves. When you step out, but when we step out in faith and submit to God, he makes our path straight, straight to Jesus Christ, straight to heaven, straight to the greatest things that could possibly happen to us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, in all your ways. Acknowledge Him. Don't lean on your own understanding. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Trust in the Lord. Shun evil. Turn away from it. Run away from it. And follow Him. And He'll direct. He'll direct your path. He'll protect you on the path. He'll get you to your heavenly home. Would you pray with me? God, oh, wisdom. Wisdom for the things that are eternal. Sometimes we're not even asking for it. We think it's so far off. Sometimes we're not asking wisdom for the spiritual because we think, well, that's not just, that's not really important, you know, my job and my family and everything else is. Wisdom. Wisdom to get on the right path, wisdom to stay on it. Oh God, I thank you that you revealed this to us. Now, friend, can I pray for you as I pray for myself? I get off on the wrong paths. I, I lean on my own understanding. I decide, well, God, this is a better way than what I think you're telling me to do. Can I pray for you today, along with myself? God, here we are, and we need you. 
And we thank you, God, that you love us more than we can imagine. And we thank you that your plans for us are greater than we can dream. That's your promise. That's what you say in your word, God. It's true. You, sent your, you love us so much, you sent your son to die in our place. So all our sins could be forgiven if we just cry out for a Savior, the Savior. If we'd walk with your son, Jesus Christ, every day of our life, today and every day and all the way to heaven, God, that's, that's the plan. That's the path to wisdom. And God, help us. We're distracted. We're tempted. We're foolish. We're proud. All those things, God. But we want to follow hard after you. We want to be on the path and stay on the path. God, help me. God, help my brothers and sisters here. to Help us, God. Help us to encourage each other in this walk that we have. Help us to bring others into this walk that we're on. Because they need a Savior too. Oh, God, stir our hearts. Move our feet and our hands to do your will. So that, dear Father, we arrive at the destination that you have planned for us. Oh, God, you are awesome. Awesome that you would want us in your heaven. Awesome that you would want to make us heirs of Jesus Christ. All the riches you're going to shower down and bestow upon him, the King of kings and Lord of lords. You want us to have the same things. You want us to live this life with you forever and ever and ever. And God, we want to be on the path that gets us there. So, Father, help us. And thank you, Lord. You're leading the way. Thank you, dear Father. You're speaking. You're directing. You're guiding. You're protecting. Oh, God, we just rejoice in you. And we thank you so far, dear Lord, for my brothers and sisters here today. Would you, would you guide us this week? Direct us this week? And, Lord, we will praise you. We're going to be looking this week for the great things you want to do as we don't lean on our own understanding, but we trust in you in all our ways. Thank you. Dear Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.